Hello and welcome to the Next Level Blockbuster Podcast. My name is Jeff. As always, I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about a cult classic film that we both enjoy that we decided that needed a little more attention. And it's not an easily obtainable movie because I don't think it's on any streaming service at the moment. Yeah, I don't believe it is along with a lot of other Adult Swim. They're not really available for streaming. They were at one time. And if that wasn't a hint, the movie we're we're, uh, talking about is the Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters. uh, Based on, uh, of course, the popular Adult Swim show Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Aqua Teen Hunger Force was also known as Aqua Unit Patrol Squad 1, Aqua Something You Know Whatever, Aqua Teen, Aqua TV show show, Aqua Teen Hunger Force Forever. The show ended in 2015, and between 2011 and 2015, they tried to re like re-vigor, reinvigorate the show, rebrand it and rename it. But it was actually still the same crazy show it always was from 2000 to 2015. Yes, and we both uh, really enjoyed the TV show. So of course. We had to see the movie. Just the most abstract and surreal humor. Oh, yeah. And we didn't see it at the same time. But we both saw this in theaters. And that was not that easy to do because there wasn't a lot of showings. There was limited showings. Also because of the controversy surrounding the film. With um, what the incident in Boston. Do you want to go in and uh, talk about that? Let's just lightly touch on it because it is a touchy subject. What happened is they did a guerrilla marketing campaign uh, where they hired several artists to create uh, Moon and Night characters, and they were, you know, doing their signature, flipping the bird. Um, imagine an abstract Tetris piece flipping the bird with an angry face on it, put together on a light bright. Yes, and unfortunately. The people of Boston mistook the light bright of the Moonanites for a bomb. Or an improvised explosive device. And they reported it to the police, and it resulted in a hefty fine. A hefty fine, evacuations, bomb squad being involved, lawsuits left and right. It It was a publicity nightmare. Publicity. It wasn't a publicity stunt so much as it was a publicity... It wasn't, yeah, it was intended to be a stunt, but the end result was not... The end result was completely opposite of anything they expected. People just expect, they just expected people to be like, oh, the Moonanite, and that was it, the people that knew the show. But of course, as much as we like the show, it is a neat show. Like, it doesn't have a wide audience. No, it does not, And, and most Adult Swim shows are like that, whether it be Squidbillies which is another long-running hit. Robot Chicken, which I feel has the biggest fan following. I think Robot Chicken's probably the best uh, best known Adult Swim show, which is interesting because this is the first and only Adult Swim TV show Future to be film. Yeah, adapted into a movie, which you would think that would be Robot Chicken. I couldn't see that on the big screen. We'll talk on that in another episode. I mean, I don't know how they would do it, but they've had specials. So, I mean, it's possible. Seth Green could definitely do it, but Yeah, I just don't know how. I don't know if it would be successful, but it's. I'm surprised they haven't tried it at the very least. Right. 
So, but off topic, um, yeah. Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters or colon movie film for DVD. <sighs> Which hit. I might add while he's catching his breath. Hit a it only, here. Yeah, it is only <laughs> available to my knowledge on DVD. They haven't released it on Blu-ray I know of. Which and strangely enough, it was put out around the time Blu-rays were being made the yeah, medium. There were a few of those and now... I don't think it's, it's available. It's on faded into yeah. obscurity. So twenty years from now, nobody's going to know what it is. But regardless, except you us would in think, the nursing home. Yeah, you would think <laughs> that they would have copies of this more readily available, but they don't. I don't even think they have it on their website anymore. They probably don't. I, this is kind of the black sheep of Warner Brothers, which. I did look up something which is kind of interesting. Do you know they submitted this for the 80th Academy Award uh, nomination for Best Animated Feature? Why wouldn't they? It did not get nominated. Well, I mean, a lot of things don't get nominated. Oh, I know, but, like, I, it's hard to see this film. Hey, I, you know, I love it, but this seems an odd choice to submit for Oscars. Right, the animation's nothing, like, revolutionary. It was Flash animation at the time. And much... Wasn't it? Uh, I'm not sure. And much like our favorite <laughs> movies, though, um, our favorite comedies, at least, it was completely random. And that's the charm of the show, too. It's weird... Surrealist, yeah. absurd humor. And... Heavy, heavy take on surreal. You know, when I first saw this show, I... I didn't like it. I hated it. I thought it was dumb as shit. I didn't get it. And the thing is, I'm like, this is nothing against stoners. All I said was, this is pure stoner. Exactly. Humor. Like, I had some friends in college that liked the show, and they made me watch a couple episodes, and I thought... I had was, some friends when I worked at Cracker yeah, Girl that liked the show. I thought it was dumb as shit. Yeah. And then I got it. Yeah, what they said is, don't try to make sense of it. Just take it for what it is. And I'm like, something clicked in my brain. And there, there, there's two. This with this kind of comedy, there's two people: those who, quote unquote, get it, and those who are like, okay, this is fucking stupid. And I think everyone starts off just thinking it's dumb because it is. It is, and but that's the charm of the show. And then when you kind of get. That that's the intent of the show. It starts kind of and working they, and more. And the things they just pull out of their proverbial ass in this show is just like, wait, what? Well, and one thing that we should mention that like the show has a lot of episodes, and the movie as well has a lot of story points that would not be looked upon so kindly nowadays in the cancel culture. Uh, yeah, even then they really pushed the envelope. Um, we're de we're just going to name the episode and we're not going to get into it too much because this is more on the movie. The episode was uh, Ham Banana, which even then I was like, what the fuck? Well, we both didn't. And I, I will admit, and maybe I'm terrible for admitting this, that I found the episode humorous because it was terrible. And that was the point of the episode. But... It definitely was pushing the envelope yes. even even maybe more than it should ago. have. Yeah, that episode I, I, I feel will be banned at one point. Um, oh, I'm so I, I figured the probably only, be banned because we just brought it up. <laughs> I figured the only reason it's not banned is because 
it's a cult classic, you know, TV show. Again, going back, we don't support the comedy in this episode. We did laugh, but it was an awkward laugh at least because it was one of the most fucked up episodes. Yeah, and the humor is derived from the how terrible the situation is. Moving forward, the movie it was... It's it kind of most of the movie was um, Meatwad pulling a wagon. So <laughs> we should get into this. a la Lord of the Rings walking. We through should the... we should get into this for people who may not have seen the show or movie. Who are the three main characters? Meatwad, yes. Frylock, yes. And Master Shake and Carl. What, and what exactly? Our Meatwad, Master Shake, and uh, Frylock. Meatwad is a little meatball that can like roll and has arms sometimes, and does this pretty cool dance. He kind of reminds me of a hamburger version of Krang from Ninja Turtles. He can also shape shift. Yes, he can. Into two things: a hot dog and an igloo. Oh, three things, and an Abraham Lincoln with the with a knife with the sword. Yes. Uh, in the last episode, he grew legs and was an adult and had a wife. <laughs> after Shake and Frylock had passed. Okay, so... Moving forward, also we have uh, Frylock, who's kind of this... Fry? Anthropo- anthropomorphic <laughs> f- box of fries, who floats. He has this jewel behind his head. With a VCR. With a VCR in it. Um, also, he wears contact lenses that he can shoot lasers, right? Yeah, I think. And he's got a goatee. That's a very important thing. Yes. Um, you can also view his anatomy pretty much in every episode on the wall. There will be the visible Frylock. Oh, yes. The, it's a background poster. but it's I have background. that poster somewhere. And Master Shake. Good old Master Shake. The asshole of the, the asshole show. <laughs> Well, he is probably the most self-centered character, and I surprised you today when I said he was he was the leader of the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Well, yeah, if you watch the show, it's a bit of a surprise. His character would be the leader. He's also a milkshake. Indeed. I mean, if you couldn't tell by this name. Um, also, it was never truly revealed what flavor Master Shake is. I thought they they did reveal in one episode. I think it was something green. I don't even remember, like pistachio or something. Perhaps moving forward. Moving on, <laughs> uh, Master Shake. Everything he throws on the ground explodes. Why does that happen? Actually, that happened after season two. Where there was an episode where he was exposed to radiation, and he became a superhero. And then after the episode, everything he threw, it has odd continuity. A similar thing happened to me once. <laughs> the show has this odd continuity, though, because there'll be one episode where they kill a character, and they the next episode, bring him back, never mention it. But That happens a lot, though. I mean, South Park. Yeah, but there's little things that they'll introduce in one episode of the show, and then it carries You'll over. You'll see it two seasons later. Yeah. And you're just like, wait, why, why is this something you decide to carry over? Remember the gas leak that was in the house for yeah. two seasons? There was a... I believe the show was just one random... 
occurrence. Yeah, after another. Which is, it's charm, I would say. Um, the one thing I liked about the movie in particular, too, was uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is well known for a lot of its uh, colorful and memorable guest stars, I guess you would say. The, the one that just popped in my head immediately that was played himself was Danzig. Glenn Danzig. And they, they brought a lot of the reoccurring characters back. Now, you have Carl, who yeah. we love. And he's kind of a main character, but also kind of a reoccurring character. He, yeah, he's a main yet reoccurring. And he had a, a decent role in the movie. But, uh, like, a lot of the, the characters they brought back, like the Moonanites that uh, we covered earlier, like, they're fan favorites, and they... Those German accented aliens. Yes, those one I forgot what they're called, and they also the big character that they brought back, which was integral to the plot, was the cybernetic ghost of Christmas Past. Ah, yes. Which I love that character. It's a little more than Wangberger. I don't know if I love him more than Wongberger, but he's definitely up there amongst my favorites. And uh, it's a little uh, reference and a little nod to the Terminator. Mm -hmm. And it's just, he goes completely off the rails. And just listening to any story he tells is hilarious, because he changes it moment to moment. Yes. So... Was there any particular fan favorite character that uh, stuck out to you in this movie? Or um, The character that sticks out the most in my head would be MCP Pants, who was voiced by... What was his, what's his name? MC Chris. MC Chris, which is... If, he if he if has you, some connection to Michigan, doesn't he? I'm not sure, but I know he's famous for that Fats Vet song. He's famous for a couple other things. Yeah, but that's his big hit. He uses more of a falsetto um, voice in rapping. Um, he's 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 talented, and it he's played several different characters, but they're all the same character. In yes, they're Aquatine. all a variation of MCP pants. Yes, there was the spider. Uh, and, they, you know, Meatwad was always obsessed with the character. The old man who was a vampire. Ah, yes. <laughs> who was one of my favorite incarnations. Also, can we can we mention Wongberger? Now, Wongberger isn't in the film, but I love the character from the TV show. And the only reason he isn't in the film was he was introduced Slightly later. after. Yeah. Now, we the movie did have uh, Dr. Weird in there. Yeah, didn't he finally die in there? You know, I don't even remember. And the like, Doctor Weird thing was weird <laughs> in the fact that it was appropriately named. It, like every episode began with him and his hen or his assistant. Yeah, and it was just a little like bumper. Sadly. Yeah, the it was beginning. like a cold opening. Yeah, and it, usually there were a couple episodes that tied into the. The adventures of the Aqua Teen Hunger Force, but most of the time it was just something bullshit. completely random. Yeah, a com- no, complete bullshit episode. No, um, what was one of your favorite parts of the movie? Movie? Yeah. God, I've only seen it once. 
and it's hard to find on any streaming service other than I'll have to AKA bring it over. Flix. Yeah, well, I have the movie. I'll have to bring it over so we can revisit it. Yeah, um, I just remember the the Meatwad pulling that wagon forever, a la Lord of the Rings, walking and walking and walking forever, and no. not getting to the point. Now, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite scenes, and I think... It might jog a memory. It might jog a memory, and I think it might be one of your favorite scenes as well. And it happens at the very beginning of the movie, and it's the fake theater concession stand uh, commercial. I don't remember, but go on. Um, It's where the, you know, they have the old-style concession stand promo... uh, Let's they, go out let's to the go lobby. stand. Yeah. yeah. And Grab then, ourselves a snack. then all of a sudden this rock band of of different snack foods come out and it starts being very inappropriate. Okay. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. It's one, I know what happens at the very beginning of the movie, but I, I always love that scene. And it's they have a song that they play, you should look it up, I think it's on YouTube. Um, but it's hilarious. I remember. I just remember there really wasn't much of a plot, and it was like an extended episode, well, but it was that's great. that's the thing. It was random. There was... I could spend 20 minutes talking about the first 10 minutes of the movie that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. And that's kind of the beauty of this. That it's so abstract and so just... Left field? Yeah. That it just leaves you kind of like... Your brain's like, what's going on? But you're laughing, so you don't really care. But... You know, it's a movie I feel a lot of people should... You know, look up. If they like random humor. If they like something like... Surreal. Yeah, if they like... If they like Family Guy. Something like that. South Park. Then it's definitely a movie. Squidbillies, even though I'm sure Squidbillies is probably the closest show to it. But I'm pretty sure if they haven't seen this movie, they probably haven't seen Squidbillies. Yeah, I was gonna say if you've seen Aqua Teen Hunger Force, you've seen Squidbillies. But perhaps maybe Robot Chicken would be a better uh, comparison because it's a little more mainstream. Yeah. So. It but, is the most mainstream Adult Swim show. And it, it's kind of random like that, too. So, I personally think it's a movie that people should be a little more aware of and and search out. I'm sure you feel the same way. Yes. So, basically, this is just one big plug for Aqua Teen Hunger Force, colon, movie film, film for DVD. For DVD, Thanks for listening once again to the Next Level Blockbuster Podcast. As always, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening, folks, and you all have a good night, and stay tuned for our next episode.